Hi, I'm Nir Ayal, and this is the Near and Far Podcast. This podcast is about business, behavior, and the brain. On this show, I do a few things. I read quick articles I've written about topics shaping your behavior. I interview authors of books I enjoy, and from time to time, I devote episodes to answering your questions. If you want to ask me a question, visit the podcast page on iTunes, go to ratings and reviews, and ask me a question by leaving a review. I promise to read it and possibly include your question in a future episode, so please, ask me anything. Now, enjoy the episode, and for more, you can always visit me at nearandfar.com. The Secrets of Addictive Online Auctions by Lisa Kostova Agata. Lisa is one of the first product managers at Farmville and a VP of product at Bright.com, sold to LinkedIn. While at Singa, Lisa learned how to shape user behavior. But in this essay, she describes her surprise when she found herself unexpectedly hooked. I don't consider myself a gambler. I'm the person who places a minimum bet at the roulette table with the specific intent of getting a free drink. After all, it's cheaper than buying one at the bar. Yet there I was on a Monday night, glued to my computer screen for over an hour as I watched an online auction. I couldn't resist. I experienced a mix of emotions as my adrenaline rushed and the clock ticked. Minutes earlier, I didn't even know the product on sale existed, but now I had to have it. Worse still, I couldn't peel myself away from the screen. I needed to cook dinner, but I decided it could wait. I ached to go to the bathroom, but I had to hold it. As the auction ticked on, the realization finally set in. I understood what was going on. It became painfully clear to me that I had fallen prey to an online compulsion. I should know. I had designed these sorts of habit-forming technologies as a product manager, working on Farmville for Zynga. The hold. It's the feeling that takes control of your fingers when you can't stop eating popcorn during an exciting movie. It's the desire to keep playing an online game. It's the need to keep endlessly scrolling through a social media feed again and again. It's the feeling that traps your inner critic inside a zombie shell, temporarily suspending rational judgment. It's what Natasha Daushul calls addiction by design in her book by the same name. I heard her speak at Nir Eyal's Habit Summit in a crammed conference hall at Stanford University the day after I fell into my own online auction addiction. Dr. Schul described the science behind how designers of casino slot machines create their perfect mousetraps. Their machines come complete with sensory stimuli, an altered sense of reality, and a false perception of winning. I silently thanked Nir for inviting Dr. Schul to hold a mirror up to the audience to reveal habit's ugly cousin, addiction. At times, it's hard to tell the two apart. The Habit Summit and my online auction binge made it clear to me that my work as a practitioner of behavior design did not guarantee immunity from potential technology addiction. Having worked as a product manager on Farmville and other Zynga games, I thought I had learned all there was to know about creating user compulsions. Buildable items, quests, drip rewards, mystery boxes. These were the tools of my trade. I had witnessed the power of compulsion in social games, but what I experienced on an online auction site called Quibbits sent shivers down my spine. How to sell a $4,000 iPad. Quibbits has many things in common with gambling. The online auction site lets users bid on popular items such as iPads and PlayStations and potentially win them for a fraction of the retail price. 
The design is as brilliant as it is sinister. To participate in a Quibiz auction, users buy bids at a cost of 60 cents each. The auction has a countdown timer that sells the item to the highest bidder when the clock reaches zero. Every time someone places a bid, the price of the item is raised one cent and 10 seconds are added to the timer. For example, an iPad, which retails for $499, was recently sold for $65.13. The winning bidder used 366 bids, costing $219.60. 60 cents times 366, plus the sale price for a total out-of-pocket cost of $284.73. Not bad for a brand new iPad Air. Quibbits prominently displayed these savings after the auction ended to showcase the value of the deal. What Quibbits did not show, however, was that the auction netted the company $3,972.90, a total of 6,513 bids, each costing 60 cents, were spent on the auction. In other words, Quibbits figured out a way to sell an iPad for over eight times the retail price. Knowing the rules of the game, a rational person should construct a strategy that goes something like this. Set a maximum budget of bids that never exceeds the retail value of the item. Then wait for the clock to go down to one second before placing a bid. Next, wait for the number of bidders to decrease before starting to use one's own bids, ideally waiting on the sidelines for other bidders to burn through their cash before making a bid. That's what I should have done. But of course, I didn't. Upping the ante. Unfortunately, the moment the auction starts, logic tends to fly out the window. The constantly changing seconds on the countdown clock transfixed me, especially when they started flashing red and got oh so close to zero before bouncing back again. The majority of bids are placed when the clock has at least a few seconds to go, making for a very bumpy emotional roller coaster. Oftentimes, two players enter a bidding war whereby one person immediately counters the other, seemingly out of spite. Quibbits has also designed a way to increase the velocity of bidding. A user can place a package of bids triggered at a certain price threshold using the so-called bidomatic. Using the bidomatic submits bids while the user is away. This mechanic enables more bids in the auction, as well as allowing players to bid on multiple auctions simultaneously. Of course, the Bidomatic increases the amount of money extracted from the user while doing little to increase their actual chances of winning. By using the Bidomatic, the user easily forgets the total cost of the bids. Even though the amount of bids spent on an auction is displayed below the item, it's easy to lose track of how much you've spent on each auction when playing several auctions at once. A user can easily pay over retail, if not careful. Judging by the auction stats displayed on the site indicating whether bidders were placing single bids or bidomatic bids, I estimated that at least half of the bids were placed using the automatic tool. The last piece of my strategy, waiting until the competition was exhausted to place a well-timed bid at the one-second mark, backfired. Quibbits locks auctions after a certain number of bids have been placed, restricting the auction to the people who've placed recent bids and who have bid a minimum number of times. This simultaneously raises the minimum pay-in while creating what is known as false win. The remaining players are under the impression that their odds of winning the deal are now higher because there are fewer bidders. However, there is little actual upside. 
what Quibbs has done is identify the power players and pits them against each other to maximize profit. Lessons from an Addictive Technology Quibbs has undoubtedly borrowed much from the slot machine playbook and has made improvements along the way. The key drivers of user compulsion can be summarized as follows. Slot machine incremental bidding. A few cents doesn't sound like much, but hundreds of bids make it easy to lose track of how much you spent in total. Tapping into the compulsion to win. The initial prize of an iPad for half the price is an attractive hook. But as Shul puts it, the hold is the compulsion to dominate the auction and beat the competition into submission. At Farmville, we'd call the competitive type of player a min-maxer. They'd always know which crop had the most advantageous yield per minute in order to earn the most points as quickly as possible. An asymmetric marketplace. For every person that gets a deal, there are at least a dozen who lost. They paid something and got nothing in return. In a way, this is a similar concept to a mystery box in games, where the gamer's willingness to pay increases with the inclusion of rare and valuable items in the loot. The pressure cooker. There is nothing like a countdown timer to create a sense of urgency and the compulsion to reach for the wallet or click on the bid button. Social games and retail stores alike recognize the power of flash sales, and there is a spike in purchases whenever a company reminds a user that they need to act quickly because a deal is going away. Experiments at Farmville showed that items would sell better if they were being offered as a limited edition. Identifying the big spenders. Locking the auctions late into the bidding creates a false sense of being close to a win. Creating an exclusive club increases the willingness to spend, squeezing more revenue out of power bidders. A careful look at the psychology of quibbits reveals powerful mind tricks that serve as a case study in user engagement mechanics as well as a cautionary tale. As far as I'm concerned, I'm cashing in my remaining bids on quibbits so I can break my addiction and return to my relatively benign shopping habit, hunting for deals on Amazon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Near and Far podcast. You can always find more at my blog, nearandfar.com. And don't forget, if you have a question you'd like me to explore in a future episode, leave me your question in the form of a review for the podcast on iTunes.